This is Wednesday, August 25th. I don't know about you, but I'm not much for watching TV. And I avoid all but the print news. But over the years, I've gotten into watching travel logs that are available on YouTube. These videos, well, they're not professionally produced, so the production value is not that great. But you have the feeling of being there on the journey. One of my favorite ones to watch is by a young man from Fort Myers Beach, Florida. A few years ago, he bought his first sailboat and he began venturing out on longer and longer trips. I remember first seeing his video of his single-handed trip from California to Hawaii. It was a 24-foot sailboat. Now, this seemed pretty daunting to me, but he made it look easy. This summer, he sailed to Bermuda and then across the Atlantic to the Azores and on to Ireland, too. Thankfully, he upgraded his 24-foot boat to a more seaworthy 28-foot boat. And along the way, he shows you the challenges of raising and taking down the sails in a 30-night knot wind, of cooking dinner for himself while the waves are crashing over his boat. I think about Sam, that's his name, when I read our text for today. This is Numbers 33, verse 1 to 6. These are the stages of the people of Israel when they went out of the land of Egypt by their companies under the leadership of Moses and Aaron. Moses wrote down their starting places stage by stage by the command of the Lord, and these are their stages according to their starting places. They set out from Ramses in the first month on the fifteenth day of the first month. On the day after the Passover, the people of Israel went out triumphantly in the sight of all the Egyptians, while the Egyptians were burying all their firstborn whom the Lord had struck down among them. On their gods also the Lord executed judgments. So the people of Israel set out from Ramses and camped at Sukkoth. And they set out from Sukkoth and camped at Etham, which is on the edge of the wilderness. Now, as we reach this place in the book of Numbers, we're given a listing of the places Israel had stopped on their 40-year journey from Egypt along their way to the land of promise. Now, many of these names don't mean anything to us because, well, they're not even mentioned in Scripture, in in the travelogue. So why are we given this list? Now, I think Moses tells us about each stop for many reasons. First, he is showing us the true journey from slavery to freedom. You read the list and you see how it took a long time. There were many stops along the way. You see, the gifts that God gives, give us, gives us often takes years to receive. We come to faith in Christ, but it is over many years that we come to live a free life. It takes years to learn the gospel and to learn to trust the gospel. Our lives are filled with these stops. Now, here's some of mine. Miami Shores, Kendall, Boiling Springs, North Carolina, Miami, Scotland, Edinburgh, Miami again, Princeton, New Jersey, Hillsborough, New Jersey. I'll stop there, but you, you get the idea. Each stop has a story, 
and it was a place of growth and learning that led me to the place where I am now. Some stops were for years, and others for far shorter periods of time. God was building life in me. He's also doing the same with you. You may want to stop and review the stages in your journey. Now, there are 42 stops recorded here for the journey of Israel. We know what transpired on some of the legs of the journey. It began just after the Passover in Egypt and ended 40 years later with Israel encamped just outside the land, just beyond Jericho. God delivered them safely, but it was quite a journey. They faced attack from enemies. They dealt with thirst and hunger. They received the law of God. They went through a series of rebellions. Again, you get the idea. Likely, the stages on your way included tests for you as well. Now, here's the thing. The names of each of these places carried memories of those lessons learned. I have vivid and powerful memories of learning lessons from the stops on my journey. And that's the second lesson. God is building you a step at a time and an experience at a time. He doesn't pour everything into us at once. Our hearts need time to be trained. There's a process. Again, it's a journey. Now back to Sam, the sailing young man. It's been fun through the la- for the last few years to see him progress from a beginning sailor to a young man that could sail across the Atlantic by himself in a sailboat. But again, it was a process of learning. Now, as I view the videos he makes along the way, I can see these stages in him. And that's the third thing. It's the patience of God. God spoke the word worlds into existence. But what he wants with us is that journey. He wants that because, well, that is where we can come to know him. It's how we can come to trust him. And it's also the place where we come to enjoy him. Now, as I watch, watch Sam, this is, <laughs> this is my only sadness. <laughs> He's doing it all alone. Yes, he speaks to us v- via his GoPro camera, but he has no one there to enter into it with him to enjoy him and the adventure that his life is. As we said, this is what God wants with you. Now, maybe you have not viewed your life in this way as your adventure with God day by day. You know, it's not too late to begin right now and today. No video camera is needed. What is needed is for you to see that you're living before the face of God. He's already in your life. He's present with you now and through each step of the journey that is your life. And it is as you begin to share your life with him that you come to enjoy him more and more more, and also to glorify him on the way. Let's pray. Faithful and ever-present God, we just feel like we're pushing through another day and you are the God who is with us. We may hardly pay attention to your presence, but we know you're there. So today, O Lord, make us aware that you're with us. Reveal yourself to us, that we might rejoice in you. For we pray in your name. Amen.